Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Vinny and Haiti, put your headphones in and ignore your co-workers. 1057 The Fan. Vinny and Haiti, 1057 The Fan. Here on this Monday, Bob Haiti, Vinny Serrato. Super Bowl 58 coming up Sunday. You can hear that game on 105.7 The Fan, San Francisco. Taking on Kansas City. 49ers, two-point favorites in that game, which we'll be talking about throughout the course of the week. Pitchers and catchers coming up next week. As the Orioles report the Sarasota, looking to defend that American League Eastern Division Championship that they won in 2023. Here to talk about that and more. It's been relatively quiet with the Orioles. We're going to figure out something to talk about. From the Baltimore Banner, he's joining us on the WGK Logist Hotline. Let's welcome back for the first time in a few months, John Mioli. John, good morning. What's happening? Not much. You know, there go those Orioles again, listing the spirits of the city of Baltimore in February of all times. That's right. Yeah, Ravens took it on the chin, and then the Orioles picked the chin up. We'll start with the Corbin Burns trade. Now, I'm speaking for me, John, not for the masses, but I know the Orioles needed another pitcher, but I don't think the rotation situation, if you want to call it that, was very dire per se. But to get Corbin Burns certainly is a boost in a big, big way. They did sacrifice a couple of their top prospects, and who knows what they're going to get in Milwaukee with the 34th pick. So the trade itself, the compensation for Burns, and how the balance of power has changed, if it's changed at all, in the eyes of some people in the AL East, because a lot of people, John, thought the Orioles were still the team to beat anyway. I, I think so, and I kind of agree. You know, the rota- I was never, you know, was never in the camp that the Orioles needed to do something with the rotation, but I think that it was interesting how Michael Elias framed it, even from the beginning of this offseason, that they wanted to upgrade it. Now, how do you upgrade a rotation that, you know, the four and five starters, as we were sitting there in November, were going to be uh, John Means, who was an all-star and, and threw a no-hitter a couple of years ago and is, you know, a pretty, a pretty talented pitcher when he's healthy, and Tyler Wells, who probably should have and could have made the all-star game in the first half this year. Like to upgrade that 
requires someone as good as Corbin Burns because there's not, you know, you don't need another depth starter. You don't need another guy who could be a swing man and go up and down between Norfolk and Baltimore. That's not really what they're looking for. Um, so to get Corbin Burns to for that top of the rotation role is, is a huge boost to everything this team wants to do. I think they were well positioned to be a favorite in the division anyways. Um, you have to remember that, you know, because they are so well, well stocked on the pitching depth department that, you know, you don't need another one of those guys, but also the guys that who are on all these graphics on Twitter and, and everything else with this impressive rotation that the Orioles could have, like this is baseball. These guys aren't going to be the five starters for the entire year. So to have someone like Corbin Burns anchoring that, I think, boost the floor of this team and the ceiling as well. And and I think Aaron Boone said it um, this weekend up in New York that it's a pretty scary thought for everybody that Corbin Burns is getting added to this team. Now, uh, you've covered the Oriole minor league system for years now, John, and you certainly know who D.L. Well, D.L. Hall's been in majors for a couple years, but Joey Ortiz considered to be the best defensive shortstop in the system, and that includes Henderson and uh, Jackson Holiday, among others. But he was, you know, air quotes, blocked from a significant role here in the Charm City. But what about D.L. Hall? I mean, maybe projected as a reliever. You can't teach 100. And he had harnessed his stuff down the stretch and was a very prominent part of the bullpen. How does he get replaced? We guess he becomes a starter in Milwaukee. But how does the power arm from the southpaw side get replaced? That is D.L. Hall here. Yeah, gosh, not easily. I mean, I've been I've been a big proponent of letting D.L. Hall start until every, you know, until every opportunity to do so has been exhausted. I know there are people within the Orioles who, who think the same thing. Uh, I think it's an incredible arm. I think that, you know, I th- he he was their best reliever once Felix Bautista went down last year and it wasn't even really up for debate. So that's going to be tough to replace in the back end. Um, I think one thing we've seen with this team is that they have the capability as an organization and as a pitching development program to to produce relievers who people might not have heard of, who turn out to be pretty good. Um, I don't think you're going to get an all-star uh, a third year in a row after Felix Bautista and Yannir Cano have done what they did. But I think that it'll probably be a mix-and-match type thing um, to, to replace D.L. Hall's innings in the bullpen. I'm not sure how you replace the potential impact, but I, I think that to make this trade, you know, you kind of look at that and you say, you know, if you're acquiring a top-end starter like Corbin Burns anyways, even if you want D.L. Hall to badly be a starter long-term, he's not going to start on this Orioles team with Corbin Burns in it. So at that point, trade him while somebody still thinks he can be a starter. And, and with Joey Ortiz, you know, I think there's a tendency when you declare something a good deal and say, oh, that's good value. Like, it doesn't mean the players are bad. Joey Ortiz is going to be a big leaguer for a long time. He's going to be probably a pretty good one, but the reality is for him to play meaningful, um, you know, innings and, and get meaningful at bats for the Orioles at shortstop means that a lot of things would have gone badly this year in terms of injuries or poor performance. And and when you have a player who's that talented and also in that position, and you have the opportunity to move him, I think that you do it. So it's a lot of value going out, but I think it's a lot of value in in a very different way coming in with with Corbin Burns and his you know demonstrated talents. Talking to Orioles with John Mioli from the Baltimore Banner. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fed. Mike Elias said when he met with the media Friday, not necessarily done are the Orioles bringing in more help, certainly with the pitching staff. That being said, nine days away basically from pitchers and catchers. If they're looking to improve upon a team that looks to be pretty good anyway, where might those improvements be? Gosh, maybe, maybe, maybe you know, one more you know veteran type starter who can 
you know, is willing to maybe take a minor league deal, who is willing to maybe spend a month or two in Norfolk, if that's what it comes down to, and and be in that mix. I think that there's, you know, those guys obviously want opportunities, but also you get to the stage in, in the off season, and you know, as much as they want big league opportunities, their their wives and their families also want to know where they're going to be spending the year. So you get guys who are maybe willing to take a deal they wouldn't have taken two months ago, just so they can have some clarity on their future. Or you can also supplement in the bullpen. I know that the Orioles probably feel like they're well, well stocked there just because of the quality and, and depth of arms they have in, in the bullpen. But if somebody is willing to take, you know, a pretty fair market rate deal, same thing, you know, whether it's a big league deal or a minor league deal, who's done the job can do it well and wants to come in here and do that. I think they'll, they'll look at that. But, you know, Michael, I said himself that if the spring training started Thursday when he was talking, he would have felt pretty good about it. And I, and or Friday when he was talking, he would have felt good about it. I think that I think that's probably a fair assessment on, on my end as well. Hey, John, I'm guessing that they were in discussions for probably a couple of weeks, you know, going back and forth. What do you think Milwaukee asked for the first time? That's a good question. I, I, I Michael, I did say that this was like a long this this these negotiations had been going on for a long time. Um, I think that you know he mentioned this as well that given. Milwaukee's front office also has, you know, pretty strong Houston roots and a lot of what they do is, you know, built in what Houston did uh, previously, kind of like the Orioles, that they had similar valuations um, and so similar evaluations of the players involved um, and were able to make it work that way. I think, you know, I, I truly think that given that Milwaukee probably wasn't asking for the moon for one year of Corbin Burns, you know, we're not talking about a, a Jackson Holiday or Samuel Basayo. I think that this is probably, you know, the range that one year of a good player like that plus a draft pick, which can't be discounted. But but I also think that um, I think that the need matched up too, and I think that what Milwaukee's looking for they got, and I think that what the Orioles are looking for they got. So a rare trade where both sides can probably say that and feel like they're telling the truth. Yeah, I mean, you only tell everybody what's happening at the Baltimore Banner as we're uh, about a week or so away from pitchers and catchers. Yeah, yeah, our, uh, the V writers Andy Koska, Danielle Allen Tucker. Are, are doing what I've done, what I did for for a few years, and embracing themselves to go spend a long time in Florida. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a it's going to be a grind, and they're going to do it. And I'm going to join them down there at some point. But you know, there's a lot there's a lot to say about the last week of Orioles baseball, and we're still doing it over there at the Banner. John, appreciate the time as always. Happy New Year, as they say in the baseball world. <laughs> Likewise, talk to you soon. You got it, John Mioli, everybody. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. We'll come back. It's the whip around. Talk about what happened this weekend in the world of sports. Jeff Ehrman, InsideMDSports.com. Talk about the losses this week for Maryland men and women basketball. Any dancing going on for Kevin Willard or Brenda Freeze. And the football players representing this weekend in the Shrine and in the uh, Senior Bowl. And um, who's getting drafted? The does Leah actually have a role in the National Football League with a bright future, perhaps? Who knows? We'll talk about that. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Vinny and Hades with... Brought to you by Box Hill Pizzeria and Crab Cakes. The best crab cakes in Harford County. 105.7 The Fan. Vinny 105.7 The Fan. Time for the whip around here on this Monday. Super Bowl coming up Sunday. February 11th. You can hear that game on 105.7 The Fan. Pitchers and catchers next week down in Sarasota. Just talked about that with John Mioli. We'll talk some turfs here with uh, Jeff Ehrman from InsideMDSports.com in a couple of minutes. But let's get into some sports stuff. How about some NBA for you? Down in D.C. yesterday afternoon, Bradley Beal made a triumphant return to the D.C. area. Be with the final seconds winding down here. See if he can get a shot away. Eubanks with a bone-jarring screen. Beal goes. Boom. He's got a 40-piece. 40 Clipper. That was Suns live on the call. Finished with 43 as the Phoenix Suns laid waste to the Washington Wizards. 140 to 112. Remember the Wizards drafted Bradley Beal out of Florida way back when, where he had a pretty strong career. Him and John Wall made a nice little backcourt duo there for some playoff teams. But that's all in the past, man. As Phoenix is playing some really good hoops right now. Wiz down nine. Nine and forty. Jeez. Nine and forty. On the year, and they host the Cleveland Cavaliers on Wednesday. How's Cleveland doing? Well, they're one of the hottest teams in basketball right now. They've won five in a row, nine of ten. Right now, 31 and 16 on the year. My uh, crystal ball says that Donovan Mitchell probably scores 30 points in that game if he plays. But, you know, we'll figure it out together, I guess. Uh, Speaking of blowouts, Boston all over Memphis like a Kmart suit. With all due respect to Kmart suits, what 31-91. Santi Aldama, Loyola Greyhound, he sat that one out with a bruised tailbone, but Jason Tatum played, unfortunately, for Memphis. He had 34-8-7 there. Indiana beat Charlotte, won 15-99. Jalen Smith had 10 points, five boards there. Get some quality minutes for the Pacers, who are playing good basketball right now. So are the Clippers. They beat Miami. 103.95, Haywood Highsmith, Archbishop Curley had five points, three boards there. Minnesota beat Houston, 111.90, Cam Whitmore. Baltimore, Spalding, Villanova, he had 14. How about Ant-Man dropping 32, Anthony Edwards there. And one of the thrillers of uh, last night's NBA fun, a double overtime, OKC beat Toronto, 135-127. Emmanuel quickly, Baltimore, Carroll, uh, Kentucky and you know just traded over from New York. He had 17 points, three boards, 11 assists. 
How about Aaron Wiggins? Drop at 20 with six rebounds and two assists there. Aaron Wiggins, former Maryland Terrapin, played for Keith Gatlin, former Terp legend in high school, and Nolan's favorite player, Shane Gilgis Alexander. Another day at the office for him. 23 points, nine boards. How about 14 dimes? Eh. Eh. What about that guy? It's Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan College Hoops last night. It was Purdue, number two, 75-69 over number six, Wisconsin. The Boilermakers are 5-0 against teams ranked in the top 10 this season. Illinois in overtime, 87-84 over the Mayor and his Cornhuskers there. Illinois ranked number 14 in the country. This day in sports history, how about we go back to 1977 at the Baltimore Civic Center with a 12-year-old Bob Haney in attendance. (laughs) With Mr. Al Coates, the late great Al Coates, my next-door neighbor, and my brother Brian, Sugar Ray Leonard made his uh, professional boxing debut. Six-round unanimous decision over Louis the Bull Vega on a Saturday afternoon down in Baltimore, Maryland. A couple of Maryland games for you there. Uh, basketball men, 1983, Cold Fieldhouse. Terps beat Georgia Tech, 77-68. Freshman. Len Bias had 19 points, a career high at that time. Adrian Branch pumped in 19 as well. Ben Coleman, 14 points, 15 boards as the Terps beat the Yellow Jackets. 1997 at Cole Fieldhouse, 7th ranked Maryland, beat NC State, 66-65. Keith Booth, Baltimore, 21. Laurent Proppet at 20. Abina Akizi had 11 as the Turtles get the win there. A couple of Super Bowls of note. 2006 in Detroit, Vinny. Super Bowl 40. Steelers bit the uh, Seahawks 21-10. It's a lame Super Bowl. Hines yeah. Ward was the MVP. Yeah. It was boring. It just had no flow to it. Anyway, Steelers were four-point favorites. Bill Cowers only Super Bowl win, but he won it. Nonetheless, ABC on the call. Al Michaels, John Madden. Halftime, or national anthem, excuse me, uh, Aaron Neville, Aretha Franklin, who's from Detroit. And uh, who's this guy? Dr. Dr. John, Dr. Tom, Dr. Levis, Finkel, Einhorn. Anyway, I can't understand my own handwriting. Sorry about that. Halftime, the Stones. Oh, nice. And uh, I remember Mick Jagger saying, he goes, we're so old, we could have played at the first Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) Super Bowl 40, 141 million people watch this one. Super Bowl 46 in Indianapolis, 2012, the Giants. Beat New England 21-17. That's a Super Bowl the Ravens should have been playing in. That was the Condefier. Eli Manning was MVP. Patriots were two-and-a-half-point favorites. Kelly Clarkson, who's high pitch? She sang the national anthem halftime. Madonna. Oh. Got to be honest with you. I don't remember that. L-M-F-A-O. Oh, yeah. M-I-A and Nicki Minaj. We're all uh, making it. Oh, CeeLo Green. L-M-F-A-O, they had like one big song or something. If you offered me a million dollars, I couldn't name it for you right now. NBC on the call, Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth, 166.8 million. They peaked in viewership that day. And then 2017, maybe the greatest choke job in Super Bowl history in Houston. New England down big. They come back and stun Atlanta in overtime, 34-28. Tom Brady was most valuable player. Patriots were three-point favorites there. Luke Bryan in his skinny jeans sang the national anthem. Nolan, are you a big fan of his? Lady Gaga was the halftime entertainment. Fox on the call. Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, 113.3 million. That's the total I got anyway. 
for that one. So some Super Bowls of, of note. Next Super Bowl coming up Sunday. You can hear it on 105.7 The Fan. We'll talk some turfs with Jeff Furman next. Funhouse, Nolan McGraw, news from the Nets. You'll join us for that, everybody, at noon. We'll count some cash, hopefully at 12.15 with buy or sell. And then we'll talk about the Ravens press conference that was and look ahead to Zach Orr's tomorrow with Cordell Wood. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. When it's 1230. Taking sports to a whole new level. 105.7 The Fan. 880 105.7 The Fan. If you missed it on Saturday here on 105.7 The Fan, Terps lose at Michigan State. 63-54. Maryland falls below 500 again in the Big Ten. 5-6, and 13-9 overall. Not even they're not even near the bubble to even be on it or off it. They're, they're in the next zip code from the bubble. They got nine games left. They shot 30% from the floor, 23% from three, turned the ball over 13 times. Julian Reese was in foul trouble. It was it was ugly to watch. It was a about brutal basketball display. Michigan State's not that great, but and they're better than Maryland. Beat them twice. So scoreboard, everybody. Rutgers tomorrow. You can hear the game on the fan. 6:30 tip down at Xfinity Center. We'll have the Wiz on later on in the week. Talk about that. Then they're at Ohio State. Then Iowa, Illinois, Northwestern. Uh, it's just Wisconsin. Were Reese's ticky-tack fouls? Because he had three, like, bam. The one, well, he got one, like, they start the second half, like, tweet. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. So he got one, like, right out of the gate in the second half. He does get, like, the reach kind of fouls. And I guess, Vinny, I mean, you get a reputation of being yep. someone that might be somewhat foul prone, and you would hope, given his importance to the team, that he get a little leeway. And he is a junior; it's not like he's new to the league. But he had as many fouls for as he had points and rebounds combined, and that's that's not good enough. It's I don't know what else to say. Well, I saw it. like his halftime stats were pathetic. Yeah. He had more uh, he had more bench time than he had playing time. Yeah, and uh, Jameer Young kept him in the game, which yeah. is what he does. Thirty one, but you can't win. You got nothing from your freshman Jamie Kaiser, who had the bust out game against Nebraska. He played eleven minutes with a donut. Deshaun Harris Smith had the donut. So this they were a top fifteen recruiting class, and it's been to say disappointing would be. An understatement as well. Well, you figure sometimes... All right, and at this stage of the year, too? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's what I was just getting ready to say. You know, you can give a little leeway at the beginning of the year. They're getting used to it. 
But then, you know, once you get into the latter part of January, come on, we're getting towards the end. They, that's when they need to step up. But, you know, I mean, you either step up or you step out. Yeah, and they're stepping out of the NCAA tournament, it looks like. And I guess the warning signs were there when they played in that tournament in November and they yep. lost to Davidson and UAB, who both lost yesterday, by the way. It's not like they're in the top ten. So, uh, tough year two for Kevin Willard. It's not over yet, but can they salvage things? And everybody knows I'm as big a Maryland Hoops fan as you'll find, but I'm not optimistic. I not very optimistic. They need a good run in the Big Ten tourney. They stack a few here. They blew their chance when they won at Illinois. Then they lost that game at Northwestern, which to me is still personally the one that goals because they would have stole that. Then they lost to Michigan State. Then they won at Iowa. Yeah. And then beat Nebraska. So if you would have, that could have been a 5 and 0, 4, whatever. It is what it is. Reality. That sounds like we're talking about the football team. Yeah. <laughs> Six carries. All right. Let's get out to the no, phone. No, the Terp football team, same type of uh, thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, at least they got to a bowl game. Yeah, They've won three straight true. bowl games. And, you know, it is what it is. But let's get back to the phones. 410-583-1057 is the number. Raven season came to a disappointing end last Sunday at home to the Kansas City Chiefs, who are back in the Super Bowl again, taking on San Francisco. I mean, Ravens blew them out Christmas night. Yep. Kansas City scored 17 points, and it felt like it was 117, I guess, to some people. Let's go to East Baltimore. It's Kevin. Kevin, thanks for holding your own the fan with Vinny and Haney. Hey, good morning, Vinny and Haney. Well, it's yeah, still morning. Hey, a couple of things I just want to say. Thanks for, for having a, taking my call. Yeah, come on. Um, one, uh, I, I would just about Lamar. I would strongly recommend to him, and I hope his people are that maybe he he needs to speak with a, a sports psychologist during the off season. He's got all the physical talents. He's got all the skill. I think he gets that narrative of proving the point or, or proving against the point that everybody says about him. I think that gets into his head into these big games where he wants to show up as the elite passer instead of the elite football player. Um, and I, I think that creates these issues for him in these, these big playoff games. I was, and, I, and Vinny, I don't know if you had any uh, guys when you were in, uh, in the NFL on your teams that, that met and spoke with sports psychologists about yeah. things like that. Oh, about things like that, you know, playing in big games. Um. Uh, I I never did, but I would imagine that the more you play in big games, the easier it becomes, you know, because you, you're used to it. Um, the first time Lamar's played so. in an AFC championship game, you know, similar. He's got similar numbers right now in the playoffs. Peyton Manning, which turned out to be pretty good for him. So, you know, give the kid. He's still young. Give him a give him a chance, you know, and see what happens from here. But like Bob said, Anytime you got the, you know, you got a stud at quarterback, you got MVP MVP type quarterback, everything else is easier. Let's get back to the phones. Let's go to Arbutus. It's Ed. Ed, thanks for holding what's happening on this Monday. Uh, yes, sir. Bob, uh, Bob, any good day to both you gentlemen. Hey, Ed. Um, uh, very brief today. Um, defensive challenge to defeat KC's offense. You got to pin them deep in long fields every possession. Show them a foreign-based defense they're not expecting to see, such as a 3-2 dime. There's four layers to this defense as opposed to the standard look three layers that we always see. The first layer, nose guard, two ends, upright. Second layer, two linebackers. Third layer, 
four DBs equally spaced horizontally across the field at intermediate vertical depth. The fourth layer, twin high safeties. That gives you 10 of 11 defenders in two-point stances standing up, nose guard down in three points, and angled to take out two blockers to keep the linebackers free. Their receivers will have no choice but to run into coverage waiting on all their pass attempts. Everything they try stays in front of all defender jersey numbers. When they do complete a pass, you got to converge quick and be a sure tackler. Um, noticeable tendency, if Pacheco's not in on early downs, he's out, out for a rest time, they substitute the run with a quick out pass, and it mostly happens to the right side. DNs, they need to charge to a spot, stop with their hands up for a possible deflection pick. When Mahomes is pressured, he'll sidestep to, to slide up middle pocket line of scrimmage to cause defender dilemma. Do I, do I read run or do I read pass? One thing you cannot do, do not run past him. The last thing, my point, totally. Have as many guys possible in coverage running all pass attempts. The goal is to reduce them to Bucker, their only scoring threat. Concede three, but not seven. Who cares if you kick six field goals? Mm-hmm. That's it, gentlemen. Thank you. All right, Ed. Thank you for the call. And, and you know what's funny about that, Ed, is, you know, like I said, I was listening to, you know, the Kelsey podcast, and he said that the reason, because Andy, their game plan going in was we got to have seven, not three. That's why they went for it on the fourth down, because they said three's not going to cut it. We need seven. It's video at Haiti 1057 The Fan. If you want to join us, news from the nest, that's coming up top of the hour. Stay tuned for that. We got Cordell Woodland joining us at 1230, talking about John Harbaugh, Eric DaCosta, meeting with the media last Friday. Zach Orr gets introduced tomorrow as the Ravens' new defensive coordinator. We'll preview Super Bowl 58 and the Hall of Fame class of 2024 with Jason Cole coming up at 1 o'clock as he joins us for NFL Lunch. We're at 583-1057. It's the number. It's Vinny Haiti, Nolan McGraw. Funhouse next here on The Fan. Until the Gold Club opens. Make it rain. Vinny and Haiti. Better grab an umbrella. 1057 The Fan. NFL lunch coming up at 1 o'clock. Jason Cole's going to be joining us. Preview Super Bowl 58 with him. Hall of Fame class of 24. That's coming out this uh, Saturday, right? I mean, yep. He's a voter, yes, so he's not going to tell us because he, he can't against right. the rules. But, you know, I guess we can do some reading between the lines sort of things there. And we'll talk about other things. But when we had Bryant Young on, Bob, remember he said that he knew prior to. But he couldn't know. He said he couldn't tell. Yeah. He couldn't divulge. Right. And we had uh, Vic Rucci on last week. And, and he, said, yeah, he yeah, was like, yeah. He, it's like the Heisman. You're not supposed to yep. say who you voted for. Heisman, but uh, other things we'll get into during NFL lunch-ish, 12, 1 o'clock hour. Haircuts back in the league. We'll get into that. Anthony Weaver left the Ravens to go to Miami. Yep. We'll get into that. Zach Orr replaces Mike McDonald, who is now in uh, Seattle, coaching the Seahawks. And I saw something on social media. I don't know if it's true or not, but is Greg Roman going to the Chargers? Is yeah, that Oh, real? yeah, he's definitely going. That's real? Oh, yeah. He was with, Bob, he was with Jim Harbaugh at Stanford. Correct. You know, where they had luck. And San Francisco. And then he was Niners and then back here. 
with uh, John Harbaugh. Came as a tight end coach when Marty was still the coordinator, and then he took over. And then you got Hortiz, now the GM out there. And then they took the analytic dude with him, too. Hortiz uh, did. Okay, so uh, a lot of Baltimore West. And uh, Remember, Bob the Ravens play the Chargers this yeah, year. Yeah, Mike it. Devlin went, too, to San Diego. The assistant O-line coach. So there you go. A little poachage going on. And uh, so when you have success, people want to duplicate what you do best. And, you know, you come to a successful organization and hope to become that organization yourself. Chargering has become a thing. And, you know, they should have never left San Diego. They will always be the second team in L.A. behind the Rams. And that's just the way that it is. But, you know, money talks. And you know what walks? I loved going out there to play. You know, it it was a nice stadium. But they went for the cash, you know, because San Diego is beautiful. I mean, Bob, it was just – the temperature was, like, perfect all the time when you go out there. It's Vinny at Haiti, 105.7. The fans are free on the phones. We'll get you for news from the Nets. But let's bring Nolan McGraw in. Nolan, how was your weekend there? Uh, it was pretty good. You know, this Greg Roman stuff, uh, they haven't specified what his role would be if he was hired. Obviously, I think he still has to meet with them today. But they hired here Marcus Brady as a pass game coordinator – there's some growing assumption that Roman would be the OC, which I quite frankly don't get uh, as a fit for the Chargers. I mean, what about him inspires you getting Justin Herbert to the next level? My big question would be who's calling the plays? That's the key one. Sure, yeah. You know, because if Roman's the OC and Harbs is calling the plays, that's fine. Or is Brady calling the plays? Because you got a phenomenal passing quarterback. You know, and Giro doesn't like wide receivers. You know, I mean, he wants to run the ball. Uh, so that it's going to be interesting to see. But I'm with you. I don't want Giro calling the plays. And if you're Harbaugh, though, I guess you can't discount the trust factor. Go with somebody you know you worked with. Obviously, it goes back to Stanford. And with the 49ers, I mean, he was OC when they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, I mean, he's not completely lost no, out there. And it's not like Herbert's lugging the piano either. He's athletic no. enough. Right. But his forte is getting that howitzer work. But the thing is, you know, with Giro, they never throw the ball. But I, I guess you could go back to look at the Ravens this year. Ravens and the 49ers were the, through it the two least amount in the league. Yeah, and their two quarterbacks are probably going to finish one and two in the most valuable player voting, which is this week, right? It is NFL honors. Nice. Be the same Saturday night, night, right? uh, Saturday night. Same thing with the Hall of Fame. All right. All one night. And we'll talk about all of those great things with Jason Cole. Uh, Anything else you want to share with our audience before we get to the fun house? No. I don't know. It just popped into my head. uh, Austin Eckler. What do they do with him now, too? I mean, if Roman's part of the factor. Oh, you know what I did read? Uh, Look for Saquon (laughs) Barkley to the Chargers. Ooh. That would be a nice little get. You know, it would be super terrific if you're the Chargers, if Joey Bosa could actually play 17 games. Well, they got to get rid of both. It's Mac, Bosa, and Derwin James. Right, but. They're all making mega money. Well, yeah, Mac or Bosa got to go. One of them's got to go. And then Williams or Allen, one of them's got to go. Because, I mean, you got two receivers making over 20 mil. You got two pass rushers making 20 Man. mil. Well, I did see Keenan Allen in that Pro Bowl yesterday. Mike Williams hadn't been on a football field in, what, about four months now? Yeah. It's video at Haiti, 1057, the Fed Funhouse. Quick draws, Funhouse. The rudeness, tuneness text reader. Who's the fastest gun alive? This side of the Chesapeake. I like that quick draw. 1057, the Fan. 
First one here from Chris says, the last time the Orioles won the World Series, I wasn't even born, just turned 40, so you can go ahead and sign me up for whatever body part I got to get rid of. Oh, yeah. If Burns wins us the World Series and uh, he has to leave. It doesn't matter. It would be totally worth it, says Chris. Yeah, and I agree with that. But Nolan, was you were going to cut off a finger? I didn't... You lumped me into this. I said that I believe there's you a said lot of you would cut off a digit. No, I said there are a lot of people in this fan base that would uh, be willing to cut off a finger oh. because of uh, not you, seeing a World Series. But you said you would have done it, and we did definitely had a caller said he cut off an arm. So that was losing, true. Yeah, we're losing body parts. Whoa! But don't cut your head off because then you can't enjoy the World Series. I mean, you want to you can live without a limb and a digit. Not that anybody wants to lose any of these things. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Last time the Orioles went to the went to the World Series, they won it. Ronald Reagan was was still in his first term as president. Wow! I had to register for the draft. That was still a thing at eighteen years old. Yeah, nineteen eighty three. If you would have said, hey, where's your cell phone? I'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> how about this one here from Phil, who says, I wish somebody would have asked John Harbaugh how much power Lamar has to change plays. Were they calling run plays and Lamar checking out of them? I thought he said that, didn't they? Didn't, there was a lot of – I thought he answered those, those questions. The RPOs. Yeah, they had the RPOs, run pass options, and he has the ability to check in and out. Apparently he liked to – Check to the pass a lot. Uh, Kevin in Randallstown says, uh, take away the turnovers. Ravens very likely should have won that game. You have to execute the plays that are called. Run or pass, doesn't matter. It came down to execution in the end. I agree with that. I, I No doubt about it. It came down to the execution. And bottom, bottom line is, if you're a minus three, Ain't winning many games, especially when you've been a plus 12 and the other team was a minus 11. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fed. News from the Nets coming up next. We're going to hear from John Harbaugh, Eric DaCosta a little bit more. If you missed any of that on Friday, you want to join us, you can at 410-583-1057. We'll count the Monday money, hopefully by yourself. And then Cordell Woodland's going to be joining us. We'll talk about the Ravens. Zach Orr gets introduced tomorrow as the new defensive coordinator replacing Mike McDonald. Ravens have a ton of free agents. Who are some of the fancy, familiar names we're going to say goodbye to in the next few months here? You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 